1: Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. Chuck Morse Speaks. My guest is Eric Rush. He's a New York-born columnist, author, and speaker who writes sociopolitical commentary for Daily and other publications. He's also the founder and chief editor of Instigator News Network. In February 2007, Eric was the first to break the story of Barack Obama's ties to militant Chicago preacher Reverend Jeremiah Wright on a national level. His book, *Negrophilia: From Slave Block to Pedestal, America's Racial Obsession, has been called the definitive book on race politics in America. Eric, thanks for joining me this afternoon.
0: Thanks for having me on.
1: Eric, you've got an article up in uh, World Net Daily and uh, Instagram News called uh, Gender Fluidity, Shagging the Dog. Will you address uh, the yeah. issue of President Obama's executive order essentially desegregating? Uh, all public facilities uh, for transgendered. You seem to have an interesting theory about why President Obama is doing this at this time. Please talk about that.
0: Well, I, I think that basically what it comes down to is a general agenda of debasing um, standards, morality, uh, social convention, what have you. Uh, this is just one component in that um, one of them was uh, you know uh, legitimizing the the gay agenda you know nobody wants gay people to be you know burned at the stake or anything, but there's no reason that they should for example, be uh driving the um, the agenda where it comes to k through twelve education. they've insinuated mm-hmm. themselves into The left has really been behind that, as they are with all sorts of uh, balkanization of our culture, and and this is just one of them. You know, we'll we'll identify Mm -hmm. transgender people, make them look oppressed, um, make them angry, and make everyone accommodate them.
1: You know, yesterday the New York Times did a front-page article where they basically stated the obvious, which is that this issue has suddenly appeared like a thunderclap across the firmament. No one ever thought about this a year ago or even six months ago, that there would be such an issue as uh, the rights of uh, transgenders to go into women's bathrooms and showers and whatnot. I guess I'd like to ask you, what is the background of this? I mean, how did this come to be? You know, And I'm saying this in the context that most of us have nothing but sympathy and compassion for people who... Uh, you know, men and women who think that they're the opposite uh, sex and and that, that people need to be treated with compassion. I think that's always been a given. But what is it that all of a sudden resulted in a presidential directive as, as it did? And also, what was the business with North Carolina's laws?
0: Well, I think that um, in the case of North Carolina, uh, they were responding to a trend, or some of the people in their government were responding to a trend that they, you know, they were um, they weren't happy with. As far right. as as Obama's directive, that's sort of par for the course, you know. Constitution, what constitution? What gets me is that he makes these edicts, and nobody in Congress, nobody in the press, says, "Hey, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do that." In any case, uh, it is essentially, as I said, uh, to subvert the preeminent paradigm. And last, mm. over the last few weeks, I've been writing, um, you know, here and there about uh, the biggest impediment to uh, statism, socialism, in America and in Europe and in Canada. Uh, once upon a time, at least was uh, traditional values, Christianity, okay? It wasn't capitalism, because you can compromise that as we've seen with the the crony capitalism and all of that nonsense. But in order to really have the kind of state that you want in the West, where you're not going to overturn uh, the government with a, you know, like a revolutionary war and kill lots of people, it's gotta be incremental and this is the way that they're doing it: um, demonize Christians, Jews, people who uh, hold traditional values, make them look like bigots. And each and every instance that you see of these, you know, people who are sort of on the fringe, if you will, uh, being uh, victimized, you know, uh, put upon the, the cult of victimology. This is what mm-hmm. they're doing.
1: You know, I think that uh, actually uh, Donald Trump had a very interesting take on this when he criticized both the North Carolina law and the federal law by saying that basically this is a private matter, that if someone is uh, you know going into the women's room and, and you know passing off as a woman, then that's, that's personal, as long as they obviously behave themselves, and there are plenty of laws to deal with a situation if they didn't but that uh, to, uh, in a sense, federalize it or even make it into a state issue on either side, one which says, which says that uh, you know, transgender people have the right to go or one which says they don't, is, is sort of a mistake for both sides because it is kind of a private matter. And, uh, of course, the issue of the shower rooms, that's a whole different story. But uh, you say in your article that you think that President Obama might be doing this at this time. And his Attorney General Loretta Lynch gave a speech basically comparing this to the civil rights movement and referring to desegregation of of the facilities, Um, which, of course, brings up, you know, the the question of the Civil Rights Act of 1965, Um, that he's doing this for political reasons. He's trying to deflect attention from something else, maybe some other scandal that's brewing. I mean, what do you mean by that?
0: Ah, yes. Well, uh, you know, I mentioned in one of my articles uh, the the film Wag the Dog, which was back mm-hmm. in the 90s. It had to do with their, um, you know, some people putting together a war to uh, defray the impact of a presidential scandal. And I think that in the case of the Obama administration, you know, they've got so many unconstitutional measures, uh, crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors that – they really need to be doing this full time, and that's sort of what they're doing you know right now, instead of focusing upon the administration what and what they have done, which by the way will carry over into Hillary Clinton's campaign of what they want to do is say, okay well let's talk about transgender people right now let's talk about black lives matter let's talk about you know all of these things that, uh, don't make a whole lot of difference to the average American, but they are uh, advancing it as though it was, you know, the earth is going to spin off into the sun if we don't do something about this.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't think that <clears throat> that President Obama is that concerned about um, the executive orders and all the rest, because he's gotten away with that for seven and a half years. And right. the Republican Congress doesn't seem to care. They don't. In fact, if anything, they seem at least uh, passively complicit in it. So I think that there's something else going on, and I think what's going on here is that um, we're looking at the last months of the administration, and they're trying to create a legacy. And this is the kind of thing that's going to last uh, in the future because it, uh, it addresses a really fundamental leftist principle, you know, this idea that um, – first of all that, that people can shape shift their their sex. You know, that, that that in a sense it gets to even more fundamental question which is that, you know, reality is something that can be manufactured or created. And that it gets to a, a almost a religious idea on their part. And I think that's something that will endure and that they can get behind long after President Obama's left office.
0: Absolutely. And of course the stated intention which is completely noble, uh, is what people are going to think about, because most voters, for example, are not political ideologues. Most people who watch the news, they'll say, oh, yeah, look at that. What a good guy. Uh, The consequences, the effects, none of that uh, down the road is going to be considered. And I think you're, you're totally right that trying to, you know, put together his agenda. You know, we're not going to think about Benghazi. We're not going to think about Fast and Furious, Obamacare, any of that stuff. We're going to think about what he tried to do for the little
1: guy. Right. And also the fact of the matter is that laws are already in place to protect a transgendered person who goes into a woman's room. You know, it's called assault and battery. I mean, there's all sorts of laws in place. So, you know, the fact is it's not really an issue it's one of these issues where people are presenting the concept that there needs to be an extra layer of laws put in place that legitimizes the transgendered act, which I think think is something that, you know, it can be a sad thing because you have people who might have a serious psychological problem. What about uh, young people like students in schools? You have, this is where this whole thing got started. You had a high school student, I think in Michigan or in Illinois, who um, claims to be a girl, and in fact, this is the New York Times did a big part about this, and insists that he can, I guess, either was it going into the women's room or was it maybe joining a, a girl's uh, sports team or something else, and that seems to be what got the ball rolling on this. Right. Do you think this is an attempt to for the federal government to interject itself into public schools?
0: Well, I think that um, targeting the youth as victims Uh, The Clinton administration did this, too. Uh, That Mm -hmm. carries weight. You know, you want to protect the children, right? Well, we have all of these transgender children that, you know, came out of the woodwork someplace, and we've got to protect them. That's basically what that that is about, because it's a very powerful sort of a uh, psychological motivator. You know, you don't want these kids getting beaten up and, going home and, and committing suicide, um, and, of course, we don't. But the, the, right. the point fact is that you would think that there were legions of these kids, and they're not.
1: No, I mean, of course, it's quite rare. I mean, we're talking about a tiny, tiny you know, fraction of, of percentage of people who, who are, you know, either they're transgendered or they, they might have a propensity for cross-dressing or whatnot. And it's nothing new. I mean, that goes back to time immemorial. So why is it now that all of a sudden this is it's becoming a public issue? And I think that it has to do, again, with this leftist agenda of blurring the differences and the distinctions between male and female in the same way that they want to blur differences between individuals. It's a, it has a collectivist tone to it.
0: Well, it's political expedience. You know, that is why it's being done in the way it's being done right now. You know um you you know one would think reading the uh the newspapers and so forth that they, you know we didn't have any uh transgender people or gay people or what have you before 1970 obviously that's not true um right what driving this is the um political expediency of getting getting us culturally balkanized getting the power in the state disenfranchising people with traditional values, and that's just one of the ways they're going about it.
1: You know, I think that the conservatives, again, are unfortunately taking the bait in the same way they did four years ago with the issue of contraception. They're allowing themselves to be drawn into this field when, in a sense, Trump is right, again, when he said that it should be ignored. I mean, he doesn't care who goes into the bathrooms at Trump Towers. He doesn't want to know. This is a personal matter. As long as people are obeying the law and as long as they're, you know, behaving with a reasonable amount of decorum, then it shouldn't be anybody's business. And, and you know, to my way of thinking that it, it makes it so that the government doesn't get into it either way. That way you don't either have a North Carolina situation or a, a federal situation. It sort of remains as was, a private matter, not one which has to involve you know, kind of endorsement by government. But I think that there is an agenda on the part of a group that represents transgenders to try to make this into a public issue because they want recognition of transgenders as another sex.
0: Well, it, because it's useful to them. I, I don't think that they genuinely care about these people, um, nor do I think that these people are being inordinately persecuted. It is. Um, they, you know, they exploit everyone, um, and and mm-hmm. that is that is sort of the stock and trade of of the political left, at least um, in the West, where you had a you know a prosperous nations, where, where you know the communists used to say, oh my gosh, well we're never going to overcome these people, they're too fat and happy, and that was sort of true. So they had to screw everything up. They had to screw up the economy. They had to make us mm-hmm. not get along with each other. Uh, make us, you know, paranoid and um, at o- odds with each other. Oh my gosh, you're going to take, you're going to take my social subsidies. You're going to, you know, persecute my kids. I mean, there have been, as you said, uh, gay people, cross dressers, transgender people um, since time immemorial. And the fact is that, with few exceptions, people didn't care. That's what you're into, right. okay? Fine. As long as you're not hurting anyone, I don't care.
1: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, maybe this sounds, I don't know, perhaps paranoid on my part, but I see the idea of making this a federal issue and having Loretta Lynch compare this to segregation and whatnot, that what this is doing is it is, norma, is making normal um, a transgendered situation, which is going to encourage it. Well,
0: she's, she's legitimizing or attempting to legitimize the transsexual or transgender um, agenda by comparing it to the civil rights movement, which, of course, was very valid. And so of someone of authority says this, and people say, yeah, wow, that's right. And it's completely fallacious, but it's a, it's a great strategy that's worked for them before. Compare it to segregation. People will shut up. Right. Uh, let you get your agenda through.
1: Attach, attach the word civil rights to it, and, and, and it has that effect. You know, an interesting byproduct of this, perhaps, is, is a caller I heard to a radio show recently who said that um, if, if people who are born biologically male or female can say that they're the opposite sex, why can't I say that my child is black? So that uh, because um, she's applying to colleges, and maybe she could get some, take some advantage of affirmative action programs. Um, I mean, who, well, who's the government to say that you can't? I mean, after all, you know, it has nothing to do with what you were born biologically.
0: Well, logically, what you're saying makes a great deal of sense. But, of course, it doesn't carry the political imperative of advancing the, uh, you know, tra- transgender agenda or the LGBTQRSTUV agenda or what have you. So they won't accept that but they'll accept the, you know. Well,
1: it's a byproduct in the same way that the gay marriage resulted in lawsuits that are trying to bring back polygamy or, or, or a three-way marriage or whatnot bubbling out of the surface. In a sense, the byproduct of this is that if you can invent your, your, your gender, you can invent your sex, uh, and the government has no right to say otherwise, and if they do, they're haters, then why can't I invent my race? Why can't I invent my ethnic background? If, if I feel like doing that I mean why can't I basically invent You know anything I mean I suppose that um, I mean I heard a really wild one recently Also on talk radio That there's are people who are talking about Something like 25 different genders I mean that uh, It's almost like a, You know halfway between male and female a Fluid here fluid there You know I don't know quite what, what, how it's defined But you know I, mean, I suppose that maybe the animal rights People are going to get into it too Oh exactly. You know, uh, yes. Yeah. So in other words well, when they, you you have they, when you have the clarity. right to define these things yourself and that that becomes a civil right then why would the government then discriminate against anyone for defining themselves in any way they want?
0: Exactly. That's what one of the reasons they do they take great care not to clarify their terminology because you know according to what you're saying if you extrapolate it out to its most ridiculous extreme you know, I can say, I'm, you know, I'm a horse. I'm going to walk exactly. around this a saddle on, and I'm a horse. And you can't tell me that I'm not, you know. I, I mean, it sounds, exactly. it sounds stupid, but that's the same logic.
1: Now, uh, violinist Yitzhak Perlman has said that he's going to boycott North Carolina because their law banning transgenders from uh, the, the ladies' room or, or whatnot is discriminatory, and that as a Jew, he understands discrimination. So he can't possibly support that. Now, uh, I don't know, what do you think are going to be the long-term effects of of this situation for the state of North Carolina?
0: Well, you know, I think that they are likely to be demonized and stigmatized into uh, backpedaling what they're doing to some degree, and we've already seen signs of this, uh, with regard to, you know, it's Zach Perlman, that's, you know, it's disappointing um, when you see someone who is, you know, taken as uh, someone who really understands the concept of oppression. Of but, you know, the fact of the matter is that the guy's an entertainer, and most entertainer right. entertainers are pretty clueless.
1: Right, I know um, that. And also, I mean, the, obviously the bigger problem that's not being discussed is the increase of rape on, in schools and on campuses of women. I mean, the, the transgender issue, again, is so minuscule in compared to, to that. And, uh, but at the same time, is it necessarily a good thing to have our daughters have to go to the shower room with some guy in there who's, you know, naked and walking around? I mean, well, there is yeah, a certain amounts of decorum and uh, respect for privacy and for modesty
0: well it's very interesting how the um, privacy rights and their and the right to safety of the majority of the women and young girls who are going to be in these places is being completely ignored uh the the ostensible rights of these this you know tiny minority of uh transgender people and the uh, sexual deviants who are going to hide among them—that uh, mm-hmm. supersedes everyone else's rights—and I, I think, you know, my personal uh, take on that is that it is uh, part of just, you know, sowing social discord. The more chaotic things are, you know. Remember uh, Rahm Emanuel, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, no, no, you know, c- conflict uh, g- goes to waste, what have you? What he said. They're all about generating new ones. And the farther down the road they get, the more they're going to throw at
1: us. Right. Well, I, I agree. I mean, there have been a few articles out now who uh, say that the, the next frontier is going to be uh, normalizing pedophilia, that that's coming okay. down the road maybe, I predict, maybe three to five years from now, we're going to see already you see pedophilia referred to as a sexual orientation. Rather than what it is, which is a sexual deviancy and uh, you know sexual perversion, that's the conventional view, and those who hold that view are going to be called bigots and haters.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the uh, American Psychological uh, Psychiatric Association, what have you? They they tried to slip that uh, definition through um, in mm-hmm. 2013. They had to dial that back because people freaked out. But you look in Br- look at Britain. You know, they've got. Um, Muslim gangs kidnapping little British white children to be used as sex slaves and prostitutes and law enforcement cannot go after them because in order to oh do my. so they would have to identify them as Muslim and they can't do that. So...
1: I that mean, isn't is, that what Foko Haram is, is doing in Nigeria? I mean, they're grabbing young girls, underage pedophilia. girls and turning them into sex slaves. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you know, you have, I mean, it's sort of
0: <laughs> when you have warlords true. running a place and they're doing that sort of thing. Well, you know, that's the law of the land, I guess, right?
1: I guess so. So, uh, Eric, what, you know, we only have a few minutes left, so I know that you've written many, many political columns. I, I want I can't uh, let you go unless I ask you about what you think of um, of the how the election is shaping up.
0: Um, well, it's going to be one for the books. Uh, you know, exciting, frightening, uh, baffling, you know, everyone is pulling out all the stops. I think that the, the right. one thing that I'm gr- grateful for is that the the false conservatives really have been unmasked. And that's something that really needed to happen um, as far as mean? the outcome I could say.
1: How do you mean false conservatives? Like who? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, for example, there are, there are certain people in uh, high-ranking positions in the GOP and in the alternative press who are have been taken as represented as conservatives for a long, long time. But in the uh, wake of this uh, political insurgency, you see them coming out and saying, Oh yeah, we're for open borders, and we think that Mm -hmm. we we need to bring some of those refugees over here, and and you know, and and they're they're just they're going with the uh, status playbook, so they're really sort of unmasking themselves.
1: Journal of National Review crowd, who are you know posing as uh, the establishment conservative, and they're just getting their heads knocked around by this election.
0: Well, and you and I. May know that they're phonies, but millions of other people did not know that up until fairly recently. And yep. it's important that 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 comes about.
1: Do you think Trump's going to win it?
0: Uh, you know, I have a strange feeling he will.
1: I mean, I think if he can get through it, I think he could win by a landslide. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's a, it'll be a mir- it'll be a miracle given what he's up against. But yeah. uh, it, it and it could be a, an enormous sense of um, you know freedom and catharsis to this country if he does. I mean, he's at least you know whether whoever, regardless of who he really is, which is another question. What he's standing right. for is a, a re-strengthening of national sovereignty, and that's obviously a common sense idea for the future. It's something that you know I mean it just it resonates with people. People understand at a very guttural level. That, that we've uh, frittered that away and that uh, we're losing our ability to govern ourselves and to determine our own futures.
0: Exactly. And, you know, if Trump were to get in, you know, whether or not he does what he says he's going to do on the campaign trail is in question you deal with with any candidate. But if he gets in there sure. and says, you know what, I'm beholden to nobody, I'm going to do what the people want me to
1: do, that could be incredible. Yes, it could. Eric, let people know how they can get your book, introduce your book, let people know how they can read your articles.
0: Uh, You can find me at uh, ericrush.com, that's E-R-I-K-R-U-S-H.com. My weekly columns at uh, uh, WorldNetDaily, that's W-N-D.com, and constitution.com, which is a Liberty Alliance site. I publish there uh, every few days, and um, enjoy.
1: Eric, Rush, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon.
0: Thanks for having me. You have a great one.
1: Thank you. You too. Okay, and I just want to mention before we go off that my books, my books, available at Amazon.com. Just put in my name, Chuck Morse, like Morse code, M-O-R-S-E, and you will see a plethora of books come up. Uh, about uh, over 10 nonfiction books dealing with all sorts of topics, political, economic, social, religious. So go check out my books at uh, Amazon.com, that being Chuck Morse. I want to thank you for listening this afternoon to my podcast, and have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Tonight, I'm the
0: new
1: Bachelorette. Cho Cho casts her spell on
0: 26 new men. I look at you and I'm like, wow. I just met the girl I'm gonna marry. Yay! In a new fairy tale season. I'm
1: just happy.
0: But will dark forces? Who's that guy? He's the former bachelor. Destroy her happy ending. I
1: was in love with it. I was gonna my life with him. Why? It's
0: just happy. The Bachelorette season premiere tonight at a special time, 9 8 central on BBC.